Hi everyone, and welcome to episode number 10 of the Immigrants Life podcast, where we share stories of people who left their country to chase a better life. I'm Daniel Tebiasi, and my guest this week is originally from Vancouver, Canada. She met her husband Mason when we were traveling. They got together and were planning to move to Hawaii. Their plan changed when her husband got deported from overstaying in Canada. They're now living in Las Vegas in the US, where they got married. In this episode, she shares her traveling experience and immigration process to get her fiancé visa. So please enjoy this episode with Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Welcome Hi. to the show. Thanks Thank for being. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? I'm good. It's hot here in Las Vegas right now. How, how hot is it? Uh, it's in the 40s, like Celsius this time of year, but it's a dry heat. So it's not like you're not sweating. It just feels like you're in an oven a little bit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, 40 like, and dry is not actually too bad. I was talking to my family in Italy and they were like a 42 and then usually it's 100% humidity. Yeah, no, that's too crazy. Uh, I'm, so, <laughs> I'm so glad I don't live in Italy anymore. Yeah, <laughs> So yeah. you live in Vegas now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you are from, from Canada? Yes. Where specifically? From Vancouver? Uh, yeah, Vancouver area. Okay, sweet. And what age did you leave? Did you leave Canada? Um, so kind of a long story because I did some traveling. So when I was 20, I went down to the Cayman Islands and I lived there um, for a little over a year. So that was kind of the first uh, leave of Canada. And then um, after that, I spent some time in New York. My brother was living there. And then uh, me and my best friend from Canada decided to do a backpacking trip through Thailand. Well, through Greece and Thailand, actually. Um, and then that's where I met my husband who's from California. So we ended up going back to California together and then we went back to Canada and then we were there for, um, like two and a half years and we, we were like engaged almost like right away when we met, but, um, we hadn't got married yet. And so we were in Canada for like two and a half years and somehow they found out that he was there. And so he actually got deported from Canada. So we were like, okay, we'll move back to the States. Oh no. Yeah. It was kind of funny. So moving to the state was kind of like a forced decision. No, we actually had planned on move. We were planning on moving back. We were already in the process of um, like applying for a fiance visa. So we were planning on moving to Hawaii. And that was kind of always like the the end game. But um, he had to leave a lot sooner than that. So it was really funny. Like I had never been to Las Vegas. He'd been a bunch of times because he grew up in California. But um, it's like, a. I mean, at least back then, it's still pretty cheap place to live like cost of living is pretty low and then you can make good money here so and he was really into poker at the time so he's like okay well let's just I'll go to Vegas we'll live there for like a year and then we'll go to Hawaii I was like okay so uh yeah we landed in Vegas well he had to go and then I was able to meet up with him six months later um because I had to wait for the fiance visa to go through uh and then you know well we just pushed it back like another couple of years to Hawaii and then we just kind of got settled here and like now Vegas is home and we've been here 10 years now oh wow yeah okay so I have a few questions for you yeah let's let's go back so you said you you travel for a bit so I guess yeah. when you traveled your idea wasn't just to travel visit the world and now really to go move away from 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 Canada it's not the idea was not to emigrate at that point right right it was just travel yeah at that point and you were talking about the visa, the fiancé visa. How easy mm-hmm. it was to to get that visa? It was kind of like a, what was the process to get to that one? Um, it was, I went actually through a company uh, called Visa Pro, which is um, it's lawyers, but it's 
cheaper than hiring like a, like one lawyer just for you. Um, and my friend Miranda um, had used them previously because she had emigrated to Florida like a few years before. So um, yeah, that it wasn't too hard. It was just a whole lot of paperwork. And I think they like in total for the fiance visa and then for um, like the full uh, like green card visa was I think around like $4,000 Canadian back then. So, but that was over the course of like two years. But yeah, it was definitely, they, I just filled out all the paperwork and they kind of did all the like lawyer work and stuff. So it was easier and enough to worry about making mistakes or anything. Okay. But at this point, yeah. you guys were not married yet, right? Right. Yeah. But we were engaged. We were planning on moving. When he got deported, we were already planning on moving back to the States like about six months later, because that's how long the fiance visa takes, uh, according to Visa Pro. And that's about how long it did take. Um, Yeah, and then I think the full thing, so visa, I got in on a fiancé visa, we got married here in Vegas, and then I immediately applied for the green card visa, and I think that took about another six months after that. So the whole process was probably about a year. It would have been easier if you guys were married when you applied for the visa, or it would have been no difference? Um, So, I mean, we just wanted to do it, like, the correct way, so no one, like, wouldn't get easily denied or anything because we were not already living in the state. So I know that if you're living in the U.S. and you're like on a visitor visa or um, like a student visa or something, and then you find someone and fall in love and you're already living here, then you would just, you get married and apply for like the regular um, green card visa. But because we weren't living in the U.S. at the time, um, and if you know that you're going to get married, you have to apply for that fiance visa. I mean, or you can be shady and like just go in and be like, oh, yeah, we met here. But I, I didn't want to like lie or make any like thing that they would deny me or not allow me in. So we just did everything by the books. And why you guys stayed in Vegas? Because at the beginning, it was just an idea to stay there for a little bit and then move mm-hmm. to Hawaii. So what make you stay in, uh, in Vegas? Um, well, I know Hawaii is like a lot more expensive to live there. So we were like just trying to save up a bit more money. And then we moved into like a couple different places. And then I don't know, I just like, I really got like a really good core group of friends here. And um, I don't know, just Vegas. It's so easy to live here because it's easy to fly anywhere. Um, well, it used to be. <laughs> COVID. Um, and then just like the cost of living is really low here and you can make good money. So there, you can just save more money and um yeah, it's just easier to live here. You can, we're in like a normal city, you'd be paying uh, like well over a thousand dollars for like a tiny apartment. We had like, like a small house for a thousand dollars of rent. And now we have, we bought a house for like 320,000 and it's like 200, 2000 square feet. So that's a lot more expensive than like most other places. Like you can't even live in California anymore. It's like so crazy. So yeah, it's just yeah. E- easy to live here. And like, we just kind of settled in and met good people and yeah. It just kind of happened. <laughs> we kept pushing back the date, and then finally we were just like, maybe we should just like put roots down here. Like, okay, we'll do it. <laughs> and about your marriage in uh, in Vegas, because every time I hear somebody get married in Vegas, I mean, yeah. most of all, I heard in the, in the movies they get married in Vegas because they're drunk. It was yeah, like a, yeah. I guess yours was like a, a proper a proper wedding. Was it like a kind of weird to get married in Vegas or? So, um, yeah, like I said, I had never been here before. So I was just like, okay, whatever. But we did definitely did like the whole Vegas thing. We hired um, like a mobile Elvis to come. We basically did it um, kind of, it's like this lounge, but Mason was doing club promoting for that place. So um, we just basically got in a two hour window um, to have it just to ourselves. So it was like the very top of Mandalay Bay. Um, we had the back room all to ourselves for a couple hours. So we hired this like Elvis 
impersonator who does weddings and he came. <laughs> and so it was basically like we just kind of had a party and uh, like all our friends and family came and it wasn't really like a seated thing. It was just like catered food, but like no one was sitting anywhere. So we did the wedding, had a party, got married in the middle of it. And then we just kept partying. And at 10 o'clock, we had it from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. And then at 10 o'clock, it opened to the public. So like as a nightclub. So we just stayed there. And yeah, it was really fun, actually. <laughs> fun and <Yeah>. easy. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, because as I said, every time I hear somebody getting married in Vegas, it's always, it's it's, it's really like a, a mistake. And yeah, I, yeah. Or something, even my cousin got married in, in Vegas, but they were like traveling around uh, yeah. America and the US. Like, oh, why not get married in uh, in Vegas? Yeah. They, they went back to Italy. They haven't got married yet. So it's it's not valid. So they are they're right, technically right. not married in Italy. But because yeah. they were in Vegas, like, why not? It's something not? to do. Yeah. It's something that just, it is. It's, it's kind it's of something that people do in Vegas just because of all the little chapels and like it's just like such a thing here, you know? Yeah, it's, exactly. It's kind of like a tourist kind of thing. They send, yeah. they send up pictures to their mother, like my aunt, mm-hmm. and say like, oh, mom, by the way, we, we got married. Yeah. They were like <laughs> dressed like a normally. They would just got yeah. married because that's something you, you normally do in Vegas, right? Yeah. They even have <laughs> drive through weddings. You can drive through and get married at this one chapel. Oh, really? Yeah. Weird. But that's actually, I mean, if you're living in the US, that's totally legal, right? You're mm-hmm. legally married. Yeah, so you do still have to go to the courthouse and get the, uh, I can't even remember what it's called, like the marriage papers that people have to sign. And I think, I don't think it's as fast as it used to be. I think you have to like wait a day or something, but still pretty fast. But yeah, and then you just go through the drive thru and you're done. <laughs> ah, okay. So if you go to the drive thru where you get married there, that doesn't, it's, it's not technically married. I you think, have to, yeah, I think you still have to get, well, you have to get the marriage license ahead of time and then they sign it like there. But I think it takes like 24 hours to get the marriage license. Oh, okay. So it's not like in the movies, you get drunk and go to the chapel, you no. get married and the next day you're married. I think it used to be and then they switched that up a little bit. They, they changed it. Yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I think that was a smart move. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> and do you have any regrets about leaving Canada? Um, my probably only regret is like the healthcare system because it's stupid down here and it's like really expensive. And like, I think I was paying like regular healthcare, like $55 when I was in Canada. And then like here, I pay like $205 every month and I like don't even ever use it. Yeah. And then I also miss like the green. Like, I feel like I went from one extreme of like the Pacific Northwest rainforest and like to the dry desert. Like there's some beautiful nature here, but it's like every time I go home in the summertime, I'm just like, oh my God, this is what trees look like and green and it's so pretty. So I do miss that, but I like the not, like the warmer weather, definitely. So is your husband now, is he able to move back to Canada or like at least visiting Canada after he's been deported? Yeah, he can visit. Yeah. So, I mean, I think he just wasn't allowed back for two years. It's different. I feel like when you get um, deported from the U.S., like you're never allowed back, but Canada, they don't really care. So basically when, whenever we go back together now, they just like asking questions like, oh, did you have something on your um, passport or like a red mark or something? And so he just has to explain what happened and then prove that he has a plane ticket back. Okay. <laughs> He's not staying. <laughs> Hey, what was your biggest upside about immigrating, about moving to, to the U.S.? Um, probably, well, I mean, for me, probably the weather. I just, like, love the sunshine, and Vancouver doesn't get a whole lot of that most of the year. Um, 
so yeah, definitely the warmer weather and then um, just the ability to, like I work in the service industry, so um, it's pretty good money, like working on the strip. And then the cost of living is low, so that's a nice bonus. We're able to like save money and now we bought a house, which we would never have been able to buy in Vancouver. Like I barely get like a shack in Mission probably for what we paid for this house. So yeah, definitely that. <laughs> Okay, it sounds like the whole process, like for you to move into the to the US, was fairly easy. But did you have any like a big challenges or anything? Um, I don't think so. No, I like using the visa company. I know it like probably costs a lot more than just doing it myself, but it definitely took a lot of the worry about like filling something out wrong or or something. Um, I was just like really nervous because I had to have an interview uh, before they officially like accepted my um, my visa. So I was like so nervous for it. I was like shaking like crazy. And then the guy ended up being so nice. It was uh, an American guy, but he was working at the consulate. So that's where I had my interview in Vancouver. And he was so nice. He's just like, oh, I love, I love young love and blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, you're so nice. Why was I so afraid of you? <laughs> I talk about the interview for the, for the visa for the, to prove that you were a couple. Yeah, yeah. They interview you to make sure that like to feel you out and make sure that you're not like lying just to get a visa. Yeah. It was only one time interview or it was like a multiple session? No, it was that one interview in Vancouver that was just me because Mason was already in the States. And then um, at our two-year mark when I went, at two years you go from having like a temporary green card to like the full green card that lasts like 10 years, um, which I need to renew actually in a few years. Um, but yeah, at the two-year mark you have another interview together and they kind of assess you again and make sure that you're still like a legit couple and everything. Yeah. <laughs> So you, you, both of you had to take uh, the, this interview or just you? Um, both of us had to do the second one, but it was just me for the first one because Mason wasn't. Uh, okay, so they didn't even check. It was your your partners to, to see if the, the answer were the same. They just trusted you? Yeah, well, I mean, he, he, it, he was just kind of interviewing me and asking our story. But like at that point, Mason was deported. So maybe if he was there still, he would have come with me or wouldn't. But he wasn't able to. So I can't remember if. He was, if they wanted him to come or, or if, uh, yeah, I honestly can't remember, but he, he wasn't able to come because he wasn't allowed in Canada and I wasn't allowed in the States for like six months. So. Okay. So I thought maybe yeah. one interview would happen in, in the, in Canada and one maybe from somebody else in, uh, in the U S from, from this part. Yeah. Yeah. The second one was definitely both of us just so they could see that we're a real couple. Sweet. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Do you feel lucky to be an immigrant? Yeah, I do. Definitely um, this day and age, you know, you see like all the crazy stuff that Trump's doing like with the Mexicans and like deporting people back there. Like I, I can't even imagine what that feels like. So yeah, I definitely feel very blessed and lucky that I got through this process and don't have to worry about getting kicked out, you know. And can you after, so you, you say you have to renew your green card. Mm -hmm. um, at, what, at some point, can you become like a fully uh, U.S. citizen? Or? Yeah, I think I can now. I mean, I think you can after five years. I just I haven't. I should probably look into that, too. But I just would never want to give up my Canadian citizenship. So I think someone told me who went through the process that, like, they don't ask you to give it up, but they just don't really talk about it. So, yeah, I think you can have dual. It's just not like officially you have dual. But, um, yeah, I would never give up my Canadian I want an escape plan. <laughs> you know? No, yeah, no, fair enough. No, no, fair enough. Yeah. 
But would it be any? I mean, the, the only difference if you become a fully uh, U.S. citizen would be that you don't have to renew your visa or your green card every ten years, right? Correct. And also, um, as a as a green card holder, like a resident, I I can't vote. So I can't vote. And then the other thing is I can't leave the country, the U.S., for more than six months. Because if I do, then I lose my status. Like if I live somewhere else for six months. Oh, okay. As a green card holder, yeah. But if I was a citizen, it wouldn't matter. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, six months in a year would be like a big holiday. Unless you're yeah. planning to do like a year, um, how you call it, a sabbatic year. Yeah, yes. yeah. Six months of holiday, I think is more than enough. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and if you could go back in time, is there anything that you wouldn't have done differently? No, I don't think so. I think everything kind of like worked out as it was meant to. Yeah. Yeah, I feel confident about that. Okay. Yeah, pretty much run out of question. I thought it would be longer, but no, it was pretty <laughs> straightforward. Is there anything yeah. else you want to add to that? Um, just that... I don't know. It was it was funny because I always wanted to live in the States, like when I stayed with my brother for a while. And then, you know, then we went traveling, me and my friend. And you just like never know when you're going to find love. It's like you find it when you're not looking for it. So it's just like everything just worked out so funny. <laughs> and for how long have you been traveling? Um, probably like two and a half years, two and a half, three years. Like two and a half years, like a fully traveling, not go, like you left Canada, you travel for the full two and a half years or like on and off? Yeah, like on and off. Well, I went to the Caymans and then I went to New York um, for a while. I was going to go back to Caymans, but then there was a, um, there was like a big hurricane, Hurricane Ivan, and it kind of destroyed the island. So, um, so I went back to Canada for a little bit and then back to New York and then to, um, then to Thailand, well, Greece and Thailand, and then California, and then back to Canada. <laughs> okay. Uh, at this point, you were just traveling, or you were working and traveling at the same time? Um, well, I was working in the Caymans, but the rest was just kind of traveling. Like, I used to DJ, so I would tra- DJ here and there as well. Okay. Yeah. And uh, where's the where's the Cayman? Oh, Cayman Islands. It's uh, in the um, the Caribbean. Like kind of by Cuba. It's a really small oh, island. Yes. It's like British owned, I believe, or it's part of the British Commonwealth. And why did you decide to go there? Um, so a friend of ours, um, that like who is a DJ, he moved down there and then he invited me and my other friend Landon to go down there um, to DJ and then like bartend in the nightclub he was working at. And we were both just kind of like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like we're planning on just like going for a year and then coming back and then he ended up staying a lot longer and then I kind of like never really fully came back. <laughs> <laughs> Once you catch that travel bug, I mean you're like 20 years old and you're like living on a beach in paradise. It's like was, that was pretty life changing. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Sounds, sounds pretty good. But it was also nice having like friends. So it was like there was like a piece of home. I wasn't like completely by myself. So I had like quite a few friends that were down there. So that was nice. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, definitely. At least you have some got friends around. It's, it's feel more like a home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really fun. But did you need a visa to go to the kind to work there, or mm-hmm. you just? Yeah, so I I applied for that before um, before I left Canada. So everything was like good to go by the time I got there. Was it was an easy process? 
just apply for yeah. a work permit or was a working holiday visa? What kind of visa I, was it? So basically, uh, you kind of apply for the jobs first and then whatever place hires you, they, they do the permit for you. So you just send them whatever information that they need. I think you need like police background check and stuff like that. And, uh, and then they take care of it for you. Hmm, sounds pretty easy. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty, it's like one of those places a lot of people from around the world go to. So I definitely recommend anyone that wants to like go live somewhere awesome for a while, like check out Grand Cayman because it, it is relatively easy to work there. Like if you work in the service industry or something um, and then it's, you just have a blast. It was so much fun. Yeah, highly recommend it. <laughs> is there like a specific time of the year where you should go or, or, or not to go? Um, no, it's kind of just gorgeous all year round. They do have like uh, the rainy, usually hurricanes don't hit that island, but I mean that the rainy season's like in, like around this time, like end of summer, like in the fall. But I mean, it's gorgeous year round, so you can't really go wrong. And usually the work permits they do, I think they do like six month and one year ones. So definitely check that out. Yeah. Okay. And just just remind me, when you went to the, the Cayman Island, you already had a job or somebody offered you a job or you have to find it? Yeah, no, I already had a job lined up. It was through um, our um, a friend that we used to DJ with. Um, okay. my, so my friend Jeremy, he went down there first. Uh, and then he the place that he worked was like a nightclub where he DJed at and bartended. So he set up the job for me and Landon. Awesome. Um, so if anybody wants to ask you any questions, want to get in touch with you, um, yeah, is there any way they can? Yeah, probably the easiest is on my Instagram, which is just, uh, at Lisa923. Make sure that's right. Lisa923. Yeah. Okay. I'll just yeah. put that in, uh, in the show notes for anybody that oh. wants to reach out to you. Sure. Awesome. It was a pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Awesome. All righty. <laughs> Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I hope you enjoyed it, this short episode with Lisa. You can find the links to follow Lisa on Instagram and the immigration company she used to get her visa on the show notes and on our website. Do you want to be my next guest? Visit immigrantslife.com slash your story. And if you'd like to support the show, you can share this episode and you can leave us a review. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you in the next one. Ciao.